You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the Brand Builders Podcast brought to you by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And uh, if you've ever been in a natural disasters, they're all part of life, but uh, we really hope they don't hit home. You know, from hurricanes to ice storms to fires to frozen pipes, even indoor mold, when that leak we didn't know about turns our home upside down. Our next guest knows what it takes to recover some of the worst home disasters and put your home or business back together. Uh, we're really excited and, uh, and, and would like to welcome Walter Bridgman, or Walter, yep, excuse me, Walter Bridgman from Remedics Restoration in Pineville, and uh, welcome to the uh, Brand Builders Podcast. Brian, thanks so much, Scott. Thank you. Hey, yes, sir. It. Thank you, Walter. Good Appreciate the here. warm introduction there, Brian. Yeah, uh, nice. Kind words. Yes, sir. Yes, Enjoy sir. Those. We're happy to have you here this morning, <laughs> buddy. Yep. Uh, so, Walter, man, we, we have a long history, and, and um, I tell you what, I, I knew the, the previous Walter as, as a as big-time banker here in mm-hmm. Charlotte, and, and then we missed a few years in there, and we circle back around and now you're the owner of Remedics Restoration Company. Right. And of the Carolinas. And so I'm curious, how in the world did that transition happen? And tell me a little bit about that process. I'm sure it was scary. Well, you know, as in life, life happens and in in the corporate world there are just ways there's there's an ebb and flow and the banking industry is consolidating. And depending upon which bank you happen to be a part of, if you were acquired, you're out. If you were acquired, if you acquired the bank, then you're in. And uh, that's just how corporate America works. And so my bank was acquired. I was running a division. The higher up you go, you know, you got to cut costs. And so I was out. And you, know, you, you reach a magical age in, in, in a certain salary range, and there really aren't any more jobs for you. And... Um, and so I really, I, I, I didn't want to just go be a, a, another, and I sold treasure services. I didn't want to be just another treasure service bank. I've been there, done that. You know, I, I wanted to go more towards, you know, I, I had run a, a division. Um, and so in 2016, February 2016, I was on the 26th floor of the Bank of America Plaza building, and I literally Googled businesses to buy in North Carolina. And that's how I started. And, and if, if, you, if you know banking, treasury sales officers don't really know banking. We sell, we sell services to help with cash flow. And so balance sheets and EBITDA, I mean, I, I know them, I can read them, uh, but I, I didn't really know what they meant. And um, so um, I, was, I, I was let go um, from the bank. I was fortunate that the bank gave me a one-month severance package which was, you know, what can you do? <laughs> what can you do with a month, right? And and so, yeah. So I had I had a good solid month severance package. I was pleased with that. Um, and and um, I'm I'm kind of a late bloomer as far as fatherhood. So I had uh, I had at that time set of four and a half five year old twins. You know, kindergarten, you know, preschool. They were already out. So I was home in in, in March, April. They their school ended in in April. And so they're all home. Daddy's home. Daddy's trying to find something to do. And so I literally just found these websites and found companies. And I found when, you, when you're trying to buy a company that there's no for sale side. So there's a website I went to, Biz Buy Sell. It's a clearinghouse. And, and I just literally just, just, just lived those. And I would find a company that I liked. And I kind of came up with a, 
with a, a uh, kind of a filter because you can go all over the place with the things, right? You've got to be somewhat strategic and efficient. So the filter that I came up with is that I wanted the company to be in, in business over 10 years. You know, this is approximate. Because by that time, it, it has survived, right, and, and, and had a decent name, and, and you could build upon that. The EBITDA um, had to be over $500,000 because I had to be able to pay the loan and pay myself. Um, it had to, had to be a good reason why the, why, the, why the person was selling. The senior staff had to stay, and I had to be able to understand. And there were some companies that I looked at. One of them, it was, it was, it was building transmissions for NASCAR teams. Whoa! You know, <laughs> what, what am I going to do? With, what am I going to do with that? Right? I mean, they could have an engineer come in and say, "We need to put this gear ratio in there." And I go, "That sounds great. No, <laughs> that's reverse. We don't do that." So I, I felt that I wouldn't have any credibility with, with that one. I couldn't understand it. I couldn't talk about it. So uh, I looked at three or four of those. In each, by the time you get on one and you say yay or nay to it, it's two months. You got a burn rate of ten thousand dollars a month. And sure. so, so you know, you gotta, you gotta be efficient, but yet you don't want to make that mistake that you bought something, then all of a sudden it goes down, right? Sure. So you know, you don't want to make somebody else rich, and you're still now working for 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 the man. So I looked at several different ones, and I end up with uh, this this restoration company, and and I really like the company. I mean, it's it's a cool it's a cool business, insofar as it's acyclical, right? You know, um, um, Brian, you said, you know, mold happens, right? Uh, mold never sleeps. Uh, water losses happen regardless of what's going on in the economy. Um, so, you know, fires and smoke damage and, and all those things happen. And, and so that drew me to it. And, and this particular company um, was also unique. Most restoration companies, um, they are levered. 100% to insurance companies, right? You have a problem, you call the, you call your insurance agent or the agent says call this 1-800 number because the insurance company is going to pay you, right? So this one is unique insofar as that it works with national builders. And so um, we've got a great relationship with all these guys and there's a lot that we do with, the, with, with, with them. Um, so I, I, I like that aspect of it. Uh, but once I bought it, I said, you know, I really we got to expand the, the the income stream, right? I don't want to be levered to one. So this past year, um, we worked with trying how do how do we broaden our income stream? How do we, how do we kind of remake the company? Um, try to add a little bit more. You know, after spending 30 years in banking, I, I have a corporate process that I feel comfortable in, so I like that. I'm not I, I like process. If you don't have process, you have chaos. We're not Six Sigma, but, but you know, you, you got to have certain things in order to, to be efficient. And just trying to learn the business, trying to learn the customers, and then trying to expand the customers. And I'm just learning not to say no to a lot of things because you just never know where that path is going to go down, right? That's right. Yeah. You know, like when you and I met, I, I would have never gone to that meeting, but I said, why not? You never know who you're going to meet. And one thing leads to another. I got these, you know, cool glasses and cups that I passed out to my customers. They're pleased with them, and now I'm on this uh, podcast. There's opportunity around every corner, man. You can't walk around with blinders on. You you have to explore them. Some some are good, some are bad, uh, you know. And then you just have to sort of evaluate each one and and work towards it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you gotta have, you gotta have, you know. When I find that deep crevice, when when things aren't going exactly the way like I want them to. 
you know, I look at, well, who else can I sell to, right? So now all of a sudden I'll start looking at the world this way. And, and it's all about sales. If you don't have sales, you have nothing. Nothing else to talk I, about. I mean, there, there, there is nothing. <laughs> you have I mean, to have you know, income. you have to have sales. You have to have sales with a good margin. You have to understand your sales. You have to understand where your money is going to and what you're doing with your money. And, and, and that, that's what I've learned this year. I've also learned that mistakes are very expensive. Hey, you know? one of my favorite sayings, man, and this is truth, every education is expensive. I, I, Every education's expensive. I, I, I mean, I mean, you know, you, you, you hire some people that don't work out with twenty five thousand dollars later. I mean, you know, um, something didn't work out thirty thousand dollars later, and you're going, how, how did this? Or, and so you, another you, Chapel Hill education. I, I, oh, <laughs> Chapel Hill, Chapel Hill. You're throwing Duke and Ivy Leagues into some of those those <laughs> things. I mean, I, 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 I've got, I could have definitely had had a uh, a, a great education on the money that I have spent. Um, but as they say, negative reinforcement is a powerful tool if used properly, right? Yes, so it is. I'm learning not to do the same things again. So you mentioned two, uh, two words that come to mind. You mentioned efficient and you mentioned expensive. Now, as a, a twin myself, I know that twins are expensive. Right. And you better be efficient if you're going to own a business and have twins. So. Right. Congratulations on that, number one. That's definitely a, a, a success. Yep. The other thing is, is I'm I'm a, a, a new homeowner. Just actually purchased a home December 29th. Okay. We were talking earlier, and you were really giving me some good advice on some things that, that I could do um, to help out my home. But let's say, you know, for instance, there is a fire, a flood, a disaster. You know, what are the steps that that someone that either just purchased a home or maybe they've had a home for years? What should they do? Obviously, call their insurance company. Right. But but tell us, like, where do you guys come into play, and then how can you kind of take that? Off their shoulders. Okay, so it all depends, Brian, on, on, on what the issue is, right? You know, so for example, one of the common things is that happens most frequently is 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 what we call a water loss. That's where the tub overflows. Um, the biggest culprit is your your uh, ice uh, water line. You know that comes undone, and so water comes out. And and if you don't take care of the water, it quickly. Um, then it can lead to mold, right? And mold needs two things. It needs water and it needs food. And in houses, it has the best food in the world, cellulose. It has wood. So that's what it really likes to eat. So if you notice that you got water in your house, you know, one, <clears throat> call, call your insurance agent immediately. Um, hopefully they'll call us. And, and, and one thing I've also learned about this business is there's a, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of science to, to what, what we do. So, for example, in drying out water, okay, so what you'll do, you'll find the water, and you'll extract the water as much as you can. we got pumps that we can come in there depending upon how much it is. So we go in there and just mop it up or sop it up or whatever you want to say. But then there's still residual water. So you, you have these big fans we call air movers. And you're taking this air, you're taking this, this moisture, and you're turning it into a gas, right? That's humidity. So now you got to get this humidity out of the house, and now you put in uh, dehumidifiers. So dehumidifiers capture the humidity in the air and turns it back into water, but you're trained to water to go down a drain or out the house. So you got to come in there, you got to dry the house out. The faster you can dry the house out, the better you're going to be. And typically it's going to be about three days, right? So, so that's, that's the main thing in, in, in that. You know, a lot of times what we'll see in, in mold, and mold can be in, in, in two forms, um, under the house, uh, obviously inside the house, but typically it's under the house um, where 
the crawl space doesn't breathe, doesn't have a vapor barrier for us coming up from, from the ground. It doesn't have a way to get out. Uh, you have the HVAC system that, that uh, is, is creating condensation and moisture is in. Or sometimes back in you know, the 70s, they, they used to just drain directly into the, to the house, I mean, into the ground. The houses that they build today are so tight that any moisture that comes in there is, is, has difficulty getting out. The older houses that we grew up in, they're pretty porous. Air in, air out. Water in, water out. So we really didn't have the issues that we have today. Plus, the older homes had, had uh, better wood. You know, they had the um, old growth. You know, today, if you look at a piece of pine, the rings on those pines are like inches apart because they're trying to grow them so fast. They also come in at 19% moisture, and you really want them to be a little bit below moisture. So you got 19% moisture, wrap them up in a Tyvek, and, and hopefully by the time they're building them, that you know, the more, a lot of moisture gets out. But sometimes, you know, before they put the, you know, the cross space or, 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 the, or the floor down, it could rain, get the moisture in the crawl space. And, and, it just and, stays and, in and there. it stays in there yeah. unless there's a way to get it out. So, you know, it, it, we, we get called in there. And so when we have a mold issue, the first thing we want to do is what's causing the mold. you got to get to the root cause. you got to find it out. A lot of times with older homes is the vegetation has, has grown up around the house. And so, you know, and, and so it's, 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 it's holding moisture in. Or the fact that the, the, the grade has changed, right? It could be that your neighbor as great as something you didn't realize it had, 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 had you know, channeling water your way. So you got to find out where's the water coming from, stop that, dry the house out, remediate the mold. Remediate the mold is, is and it's a, we use what we call the IICRC protocols, which is our governing body. Uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a multi-step process, but you're in full PPE gear, right? And that's personal protection equipment. That's a Tyvek suit with a full mask, with, with um, you know, um, filters here that you, that you breathe through. Very strenuous. You put those things on, it's, it's kind of hard to breathe in and out of those things. Now, it's okay in the wintertime, but in the summertime, up in, a, up in, a crawl sp- up in the uh, attic, it gets pretty dang hot up there. So we really got to w- work in shifts and, and watch that. But you have to, you put down containment, and you put in these things called air scrubbers uh, to capture whatever mold is being, spores are being released. And they go into HEPA filters, and, you, and we vent the, the air outside the house. But you literally have to sand it down. You have to sand the mold off. And then once you sand it off, then you wipe it down, and then you vacuum it, and then you wipe it down again with, with uh, antimicrobial. We do one step further uh, is that we paint it with an a, a, a anti-mold um, inhibitor paint, and that's your last step. And and so and, if, and then and then if it's crawl space, you put a vapor barrier down to keep the moisture from coming back up. You know, if, if there's some things, it could be that on the older homes you have to put in a French drain. You know, so you can do those. Put a sump pump in. You got to get you got to get the moisture out. Um, you know, if there's a fire, you know, hopefully everybody has has, has uh, you know gotten out and and the ma- damage is minimum. Fires are very traumatic and dramatic. You know, you just lost your wedding album. You know, you just, you, you can't believe this thing happened. You know, you're in, and so, sometimes that's a good thing. Well, <laughs> uh, no comment. Uh, uh, but you know, you've lost some infor- important family papers, right? Okay. You lost some things. And so, uh, 
again, you know, when the fire department puts out a fire, right, they don't say this is a 5,000-gallon fire. They put in as many gallons because it's poor, poor form for the fire to come back. So they douse that house down. So for a restoration company, the first thing we do is, is one, we got to get the contents out. we got to label the contents um, and then see, you know, what's salvageable and what is not. You know, smoke damage is, is you know, from the older factory senses, um, you know, we humans know that smoke is bad, right? And so it is, we don't like the smell of smoke. And so we're going to, we're going to, we're not going to like having smoke in our house. And so they also say that if you have a fire at your house, uh, not to go back to your house until, so because you can have a phantom odor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still smell it. You still smell it? You still That's smell it? That's interesting. You, you yeah. still smell yeah. that? So you want, really want them to stay away from the house. Um, so we want to dry the house out first, which is, you know, we have to get that moisture out. Then we have to, um, we have to do some uh, uh, demo. We got to get, we got to pull what is damaged and what is, you know, you have wallboard insulation and, and the outer wall. You have to get that out because it can hold moisture. So you pull that out, dry that out. And then you got to start getting rid of the odors. And there's several different ways to get rid of odor. One's ozone. You run ozone machines in there. Another one is Odorox, which is, a, which is using hydroxyl, which is um, uh, UV light, UV technology. Uh, and then the other one's chemicals. But you got to get that smell out. Uh, and, and sometimes you're getting rid of charred wood. You can use soda blasting or, or, or using uh, dry ice to kind of blast those things out and, and vacuum everything up and get ready. And then you do the rebuild. So those are the steps that, that, that you do in, in the restoration. That's our bread and butter. It's the mold, it's the water, it's the fire and the smoke. Are you are you mainly residential or commercial or a mix of both or so where's your target? Well, so so when we look at the business, right? Again, I told you we use a lot with with the builders, but we're also you know trying to build out some commercial and and there's certain applications. Um, we're trying to also niche ourselves. There's some guys that really could do the big stuff, and I'm not there, and I, and so I'm trying to position myself that that they do the big boy stuff and, and let me do the small stuff that they don't want to do. You know, when I was in banking, you know, we had different segments, and and uh, you know, a, a corporate customer that's focusing on, on on revenues with a billion dollars, they're not going to want to mess with someone with you know five hundred thousand dollars in sales. I'll take those. Let me take those. You take the big boys, and that way we can coexist. And that's kind of how I'm trying to position the commercial piece, working with the smaller ones. Uh, we're also trying to work with with um, vendor partners, plumbers, HVAC, property managements. Um, pest. You know, all those guys are in houses all the time. You know, they may see things, and so we're trying to work with them. Um, we're also set up a carpet cleaning and duct cleaning division. A lot of times, these guys here, you don't know, get paid for forty-five days. <laughs> carpet cleaning and duct cleaning get paid for residential. Get paid that day, so it helps with cash flow. And the other piece that we're really bo- building up our our insurance business, and so trying to create a nice mix of business. And, um, and it's, it's helped us out thus far because, you know, the worst thing in the world is to have people not working. If they're not working, they're not making a paycheck. You know, you're scared they may leave. I'm not getting the leverage off of them, right? You know, I'm paying them X and I'm charging Y. I'm not getting the Y. <laughs> and so, you know, you really got to figure out a way. And so anytime there's de- downtime, I'm trying to figure out a way. How can I – how can we – 
create, get new business coming in? How can we take care of our customers? How can we show them things? And so, you know, like, like for the builders, we, we have um, new services for them that, that, they, that we're trying to expand to them. You know, because when they're building houses, a lot of times there's drywall duct, you know, uh, the, the, the drywall gets into the HVAC, HVAC system. We can clean that out for them. The carpets get dirty. We can clean those for them. So there's a lot of other services that we can do. So we can be that one-stop shop. You call us for this. We can handle a multitude of, of, of um, you know, problems. You know, I, I almost say I want to be the BC powder for them. If they got headaches, give us a call. We'll take care of it for them. And that's how I want to be. And, and so you have a lot of energy around this. And, mm-hmm. and so we're all about brand builders. And I think there's especially for the older generation, as times are changing, if you're not changing your diet, right, you better be adapting. But I think in, in reality, if you're not in a job that you enjoy or doing something that you like, then it's going to be really difficult to get out of bed every day and have that passion. Right. Give, us, give us some advice for somebody that maybe is a banker, maybe in another industry, and maybe they are a little bit older. And it's like, hey, look, there are no other jobs out there that are going to pay me this amount that I've been making for so long. I'm going to have to make a career change. It might be completely out of my wheelhouse. It might be something that I've never done, but listening to your story, you're not only a subject matter expert, but you're very passionate about your business. Was that difficult to kind of change your mindset? And, and if, if somebody else was in the same boat, what advice would you give them? Well, some people are motivated by money. I'm motivated by lack of money. And, um, <laughs> you know, you know, when you stare down a, 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 a gun barrel and, uh, you know, you, you got X amount of dollars and, and you got twins and you got twins. Twins, <laughs> seven-year-old twins, yeah. most of my contemporaries, their kids are graduating from college, yeah. right? And uh, I was a history major, not a math major, mm-hmm. so details sometimes escape me. Um, so we, you've got to figure something out. I mean, you've got to, but it's a hard, let me tell you something, man, running a business is hard. I had no idea um, what it takes to run a business, what it, what it, what it means. Um, y- you wake up, you know, 2, two o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock trying to figure out, you know, how, how, how is payroll going to be met, right? How is this going to get done? Did we build this? You know, I've had, you know, some, I was telling Scott earlier, you know, my, my bookkeeper and scheduler quit on Saturday. Just walked out the door. Well, you know. If you don't know how much money you have and where your money is and, and the bill and the pay, you know, it's a critical function for you, right? And so, but, you know, we found a great one. Uh, this person, I found her in four days. And, uh, you know, why? Because I had to. You know, I didn't have a choice. Um, <laughs> I had to get somebody in. And this person, I think, is going to be great. I would not have normally chosen this person, Um I'm learning that, 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 you know, you've got to say, why not? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, at, at anything I can to, to grow sales. So you as an individual, you got to figure out this thing. You know, if, if, if you're a, an ex-executive making and used to making why, you got to figure out how you can maintain the why lifestyle. If not, you got to delever. And delever means you better be selling a bunch of stuff. You can't have that million-dollar house on, on $100,000 a year. It doesn't work. The math doesn't work. Ego may say it'll work, but the reality is it's going to be very difficult to do. So you've got to figure that thing out. And if you want to be a barista, hey, that's fine. But you know you're going to have to figure out how you how, how that how that how that how that works. Um, but running a company, you know, 
it's it's after the first year, I thought I, I, it was going to be better. And you know, the first ten days were probably the the very best ten days we've ever had. New new source of income coming in. Now I got to figure out how we're going to collect it. You know, figure out there's some things in December we didn't collect. Um, and I, Scott, I told you also, Brian, it is that somebody told me that uh, P and L is 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 for vanity and cash flow is for sanity. You know, if you don't have the money, if you don't have that money coming in, um, you know, you better figure out how you're gonna get some money coming in, right? right? And uh, because you play, your 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 employees got to get paid, your banks got to get paid, your vendors got to get paid, you got to get paid. So, um, you know, and 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 passion. If you can't get passion around, um, you know. Making things happen because you, you, you. The other thing I told my banker friends is, you have a bad year, you you lose your your job. I have a bad year, I lose my house. Mm-hmm. Those are motivating factors that get you excited about how we're going to do this, right? Do you at this <laughs> point in life? Do you do you enjoy where you are more so than what you did enjoy at the banks? Um, I know it's a it's a whole different ball game, but yeah. Just, just curious. Yeah, I definitely feel I definitely feel really in tune. I mean, I got it going on, right? And and um, I can see definite fruits of the labor. And uh, sometimes for me, though, it's just not coming fast enough, right? You know, I, again, I was a history major, right? And so I like perspective. Um, you know, Very hard to gain perspective. It's, 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 a lot of times you're just reactive. It's so to, hard yeah, right. to find perspective now, right? Now. Five years from now, and, you know, we've made it. We're over the hump. We're making money. I can look back and go, whoa, man, those are some crazy days. Right now I'm living the crazy days. And so that in and of itself is sometimes what's scary, right? And so riding a roller coaster, you know, whether to get on lithium or not to kind of smooth things out, I don't know yet what I need to do. But, you know, it, it is also trying to, you know, get your, surround yourself with, you know, a CEO group. You know, around like-minded people that have been there, they can put your arm around and say, "Hey, it's okay, but we got to start making good decisions, or you know, better decisions, or decisions you're making are right, or you know what, how you're doing, you're okay. This is kind of how it is, and and you're fine. This is the journey. This is the cycle that you're in. Um, you know, and and just figuring things out from from that perspective. But it it's it's to go down the path. It sounded, you know, looking at your cups easy, and and. Um, it is easy in a lot of ways, but then again, it's also the hardest job. And I, but I'm, but I am finding real satisfaction in it because I am seeing some green shoots. I am seeing some things that that I'm working on. Working, my networking is working. People are helping me, you know. And um, I think by by being having a good aura out there, um, you know, good chi, right, helps. Very important. Uh, yeah, and and so, you know, I made some good friends out there. Um, you know. I know Roby was on last week with, or last month with Trent and Patrick. Those guys have become good friends. Trent did our house. I, I love the fact that I redid my house right before I got, you know, laid off. I mean, that's, there's nothing better timing than that, right? Well done, oh, Trent. Right. Well, yeah, well done. <laughs> and they did a great job, you know. Uh, my wife actually works for Roby, so that is not a jab at Trent. Trent, we love you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, it's just timing is everything, right? So. You know, it it just happens, and but you got to roll, man. You 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 can't just say woe's me, man. You got to pick it up and you got to go. And and you know, and I'll just say this too: the stock market's been very good too. I mean, hell, it helps. It helps having. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd hate to be in this position in 08, 09, right? Just buying a company, and all your assets that you had were dropping like 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 you know like bricks. At least today, 
um, the, the market is the market. Yeah, the market is helping out and is doing a lot of good things. So that that that's helped. Yeah, excellent. Well, you, good. you mentioned satisfaction. I know uh, you know our our listeners would be satisfied with your service. Tell us a little bit about how they can get in touch with you. What's your website? What's your phone number? What's the best way to reach you? Yeah. So if you have you know if you think that you have mold or organic growth or suspects on that, give us a call. Um, you know, obviously water loss, uh, a fire. If you have odor issues, we can help you. We can help you with that. Um, builders out there, we also do warranty programs for your older neighborhoods. We can manage those things for you, from slab cracks to to uh, do 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 the do the putbacks on, on on the on the on the walls that have cracked. Our website is remedics.com. Um, our phone number is 803-802-5385. It is a it is a live person answers that phone 24/7. We are 24/7. Uh, company. Uh, we do not mind working on weekends. It is something that we want to do. We work specifically on customer experience. We want to make sure that we know that you're having trauma. We want to make sure that you know that we got you covered. We're going to put you at ease and everything's going to be okay. Walter, such a great story, man. Thank you for sharing your time with us sure. today. Yes. And uh, we're excited for you. Thank and, you. And uh, and see your passion, and, and I know your customers can feel that as well. So yep. thank you. Thank, thank you very you much. And, uh, yes, sir, best of luck at going forward. Thank you. Thanks, Walter. Yep. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.